0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Welcome back to the Box Set Pod. This week brought to you by... I've been to Dubai, Bangkok, and Hong Kong, and I have seen the world. Also... For any people who've listened since the start, out of interest—and this is the only way you'd know—this would be season seven of the box set today. Uh, we uh, it, it stopped labelling it because we didn't want to imply that you have to have listened from the start. We are here to be used and abused and dipped in and out of as you wish. Uh, but it is interesting—seven seasons on, still going strong—and uh, unlike most podcasts, we actually get worse with age. So there's no—you really should go back and listen from the beginning. This week, we will be discussing the latest box set news, but focusing on episode one of Luke Cage. Some regulars on, and a special guest, hopefully too. Um, the last time we did a pod, it was so hot that I could barely keep my clothes on. In fact, one podcast, I took all my clothes off. This week, though, barely three weeks later, it is so cold that Jack Frost is nipping at my toes, uh, and uh, as is Jamie. Here he is. Hi, Jamie. How was the autumn? Oh. Uh, how's uh, how does how does the changing season change your viewing habits, and how's the state of babydom in your life as well? Baby is still
0: very much staying
2: in base camp at the moment <laughs> in um, my wife's uh, yeah, uterine. So we, yeah, thank you. Um, uh, uh, no movement as yet, but as uh, far as the viewing habits have, uh, have gone, uh, very busy on the watching. I have watched um, on Amazon. I've watched uh, Goliath, starring Billy Bob Thornton. Mm. so as a lawyer who takes on a huge company, A.K.A. the Goliath and uh, David reference. And uh, it's actually very good. It's got a lot of really crappy reviews, but uh, we we enjoyed the hell out of that. And uh, yeah, I, I, we're we're bingeing away merrily, waiting for a child to arrive. Well, wow. so no chuck then. Chuck, yes, yeah, so once again, still on the back burner. That it's bad just boy. amazing.
3: I uh, irregularly, most nights. Let me give you. Let's also welcome to the podcast regulars, um, Matthew Wandless from North London. Good evening, Matthew.
1: Hello there. Sorry, and, I haven't watched uh, Chuck either. And, and, uh, <laughs> and from
3: Comedyville, it's Tiernan Dewey-Ebb. How are you, Tiernan?
1: Uh,
4: I'm good. I've watched one episode of Chuck and then forgot about it.
3: Um, yeah. So, which brings me to my point. I despair most nights because, and I've said this before, but I, I can't believe it's only me on this podcast who really lives the dream of the <laughs> of the podcast because I'm now into season two of Community, ladies and gentlemen, um, and I love it. It's brilliant. And as we discussed yeah, it a couple of weeks well, ago, and we, well, we we discussed it was a little difficult to get into, um, but I. It's just amazing. The paintball episode, all the things yes. that you mentioned. Chevy Chase in his finest role ever, Ooh, aside from Christmas Vacation. It's just brilliant. I've, I'm also on the last season of Gilmore Girls, thanks to this podcast. Everything from uh, The Night Of to Gilmore Girls. There's, there must be about ten box sets that I've now watched every season of and i wouldn't have done if it wasn't for this podcast i am the I've, only I've one nurse living
2: to... right I've okay watched nurse jackie thanks to this podcast One,
4: yeah i've watched all of 30
1: rock thanks to this podcast and there was quite there a lot there you go okay there matt go. what
4: about you matt
1: i have one as well what was it <laughs> You had one. No, there was one. Uh, Game of Thrones, um, maybe
3: you're plowing on with that, aren't you?
1: Walk, yeah, but dead. not because of this. Okay. But actually, no, You know, you know what? Both of those, I have started back on because of this podcast, definitely. Yeah, okay. And I'm really loving Walking Dead now. I think it's excellent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, uh, no mind, I'll think of it if it comes to me.
3: You see, and all I'll say is this. The reason that I despair is because these things that I'm now hooked on, I love. And I think to every one of you who've been guinea pig for various things, and I just go, you know what, the theory that we had at the beginning of this of setting up, listening, watching episode one and then letting people persuade me, if you just go with it, it's changed my life. I've watched things that I would have never have watched, and I've got so much out of it, especially Gilmore Girls. What a fine example of something (laughs) that I would never have watched. And then I watch it every night now. Um, So I urge you to believe in the mantra of this podcast. Mm.
2: Can I just say, though, back to Nurse Jackie, Yeah, one of the worst endings to a show ever. Very, very disappointing. the ending. You thought? I really didn't like it. Uh, Really didn't like that ending. Also, uh, I found it very sad. Well, yeah. uh, it, don't it, yeah. I don't know, yeah, but it, it.
3: But then ha- it couldn't have ended in any other way, really. And it, I don't did, know. it I don't could know. have done if they'd have carried on with the kind of writing they had in season four, which um, was phenomenal. You know, like the. Jamie, you know now what I mean about oh we we discussed it already the Candyman episode. Oh
2: yeah, that's there's some brilliant comedy in it. That it's a series, show. Is,
3: oh that fourth season is amazing, and then that last mm. season it feels like they wipe the like slate clean at the beginning, and it all goes a bit. You go, oh, we don't want this. We
2: don't. I think what it does really well is it makes. Is it hand- is- it deals with addiction amazingly well, and it gives you the idea of the frustration of having someone you care about who's addicted because you yes. care about Jackie, and you genuinely go through the frustration and the pain mm. of watching a relapse. But that's and- why they
3: couldn't end it in a really inventive, different way, I think, because they- you have to respect that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh- yeah, I, I, I think they ended it the only way it was going to end. Mm.
2: Unfortunately, mm. Yeah, maybe that's it. I just yeah, it was it was painful, painful to watch.
3: Yeah. Well, look. Why don't you update us on uh, some box set news, Jamie? And then we're going to get my special guest on. I'm going to talk about Luke Cage. Oh, and I also want to add a bit of news that Ben has only just let us know. Apparently, there's now going to be um, Apple have just launched their TV app, which looks pretty good. Oh, pretty good what? news for the box setter. Apple have launched a TV app. But what's that? that?
4: What, like, uh, like their own sort of Amazon Prime or. Who knows,
3: yeah. Tin? And literally nobody knows.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I think, I think that is the way it's going. I in mean, this, I, room. this was in my news a long time ago that they were working on this and they're working on their own programming as well. They're just trying to do the model that's been incredibly successful yeah. for Netflix and co. Speaking of Netflix let's go to the news then the box slash news find it all there. there's a trailer up uh, first of all for Black Mirror which has already been released it's out on Netflix season three so they bought it they bought the rights. They beat Channel Four, who had to spend all their money on the Bake Off. Mm-hmm. So they got a Black Mirror and season three has been extended to six episodes. In it, has anybody got going *Black Mirror*? I have yeah.
3: never done *Black Mirror*, so shall we do it next
2: week? Oh, oh, it's, oh my god, really how, good!
1: How do you yeah. do it though? I mean, like, because uh, do you do the Netflix. original ones on Channel Four, or do you just do
0: the well, Netflix well, ones? Netflix. Well, Netflix
1: has got all three seasons now.
3: Yeah, so, so we'll sh- go, we'll sh- go season, season one, episode one. Start at the Let's beginning. And
2: the thing is, it's not like it's a continuing story. They're all based in this particular sort of world where technology and human desire meet and create these different sort of rather dark premonitions of the future. But uh, you'll love it. It's like they're all individual little stories, a bit Twilight Zoney. Uh, Charlie. Yeah, they're Brooker. all
4: terrifying. Nearly all. Absolutely. Yeah. Ter- I think all because uh they are all about just one step away from plausible reality yeah. Uh, well and, uh, yeah let's yeah, yeah. save Enjoy. it for next I'd, week yeah. uh, off a lot of technology because of it excellent,
3: <laughs> excellent. <laughs>
2: very good trailers up there if you want to tease yourself before you watch it also up is um because with the presidential debates uh, getting uh, that they've ended now, and the the elections only a couple of weeks away. There's up there. There's a somebody on the internet, a, a guy by the name of Never Caesar, did a Trump Rested Development where he took uh, the the uh, Donald Trump's statements and in his, in his debates and turned it into a mini episode of Rested Development. Uh, <laughs> and it's very good. It's worth a watch. It kind of it it shows up the bullshit that comes out of that man's mouth. On a regular yeah, basis, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a terrifying way as well. Well, but on my it, travels
3: around the world, which I've not told you about, and I'm not going to have time. But it's I had a phenomenal. What an amazing bits of the world I've been to! Um, but the only thing that I touched in with uh, in terms of uh, reality was the Trump stuff. I was following, mm. you know, the election. Very interesting to watch that in different countries as well, and just go, oh Jesus, God, please, there, there! But by the grace of anything do we go in that direction it would be terrifying (laughs)
2: yeah it's scary Uh, also news wise uh fox have bought i brought together the comedic talent of will ferrell and the legendary wrestling experience of dwayne the rock johnson and they are creating a pro wrestling sitcom (laughs) um so according to Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, the show's going to look at the backstage world of wrestling. Uh, Will Ferrell is going to be involved. We think he's going to do a bit of um, writing and maybe a few, uh, he might be the main one of the main characters, which is the comedy writer who joined forces with a charismatic young sports entertainment star based loosely on The Rock's beginnings, Mm. uh, his career, uh, and uh, become a powerhouse in in the world of wrestling. And, uh, you know, I mean, the wrestling world is, is, is prime... Fodder for comedies. Oh, I've yeah. always a thought place. that. Yeah. yeah,
1: wrestling and porn. Those are two places where I feel like a sitcom should be set.
2: Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Will Ferrell's heading in that direction, which is very exciting, and uh, we'll wait to see what happens there. That is your news. Just... Wrestling's
1: harder because you're limited with your casting.
4: Well, and also
3: oh, because yeah, they all
4: have to be beefy, beefy chaps.
3: Also, I think because you've got such a devout audience that probably don't necessarily want it to be taken the piss out of you know um, you've got a mm-hmm. massive potential audience for anything with wrestling but if you're taking the piss out of it you've got to get that comedy right don't you you've got to get the tone right yeah
2: because if you, you remember be with Lu- affection yeah yeah because remember when Louis Theroux did his uh yes he's exp- he's, he went over to the wrestling world back it was back in the 90s wasn't it and uh he kind of made a comment about whether they you know it was a sport or whether it was just you know it's just a drama it's just all fake yeah and the uh, people in the gym who were all wrestlers pretty mm. much bullied him for about 30 minutes yeah, until he yeah. threw up yeah trying to just make him uh work his ass off in like... the gym it was quite harsh
3: anyway but, um uh, let's let's get oh by the way, we haven't touched on the last podcast, which was where I got myself in a racist shaped hole, which now um, Matt I believe has listened to the podcast. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> and your take on that was in a sentence.
1: I thought you were 100% right.
3: Oh, (laughs) are you being funny? Yeah. (laughs) Well, although she's been absent from many podcasts, I actually met up with our compadre Marsha this week in person in Manchester. She's on a bit of a world tour and she's looking forward to coming back. And while she thinks, if I'd have used the term uh, uh, cultural bias rather than racism, she thinks that I was... In stabbing in the exact right ballpark in that she believes that um, it would be silly of any of us to say that we don't bring a different cultural bias to things and that perhaps... jumping ship 15 minutes in might have something to do with that doesn't mean somebody's racist
1: that's slightly different than saying if you don't like it you're a racist
3: I didn't (laughs) if you listen back to it if you listen back to it the the way I actually said it was is it possible I said is it possible that there could possibly be some subconscious racism And what I should have said was cultural bias in this, but I do mean it. I I still stand by it, and I still feel like you uh, white people have let the podcast down by not watching The Get Down. So that's that. Um,
1: Let's go. I watched the first 20 minutes of The Get Down, by the way. Here we go. (laughs) Here we bloody go.
4: 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I lasted about that uh, long as well. No, 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 no. (sighs)
1: I, I watched it and, with, with yeah. the full um, intention of watching the rest of it. I was watching 20 minutes because then I was going to watch it with my wife the next day if I right, didn't okay. hate it. Okay. And all I could think of was, what a lot of black people. <laughs> 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 um, no, I, I, I was re- I'm, I was really enjoying it and I really? yeah, fully intend to watch the whole thing. Okay, I, I really like this style.
3: I thought it was great. Here comes our special guest, um, Tiernan and Matt. Both have met at least once or twice. This person, um, he is not famous, but his name is Sam Knowles.
0: Oh, hey, Sam. Hey, Sam.
3: Here we go. Right, we're going to get him on now, and the reason is really quite interesting. A couple of po- speaking of my diatribes,
1: uh, Sam, are you there?
0: I am. Yes.
1: Yeah. Hey. Hello. man. Sam. Um... Hey, man. How are you? Yes, yeah, very good. Thanks. Very good. There
3: we go. And Tiernan as well. You can say hello, hello to him as well if you like. Oh, Tiernan. There you go. And uh, Sam, you've not met Jamie. This is Jamie. No. Bye, Hi,
2: Sam. Jamie. Bye, Sam.
3: <laughs> um, Sam is a long-time massive fan of this podcast. That's fair to say, isn't it, Sam? Yes.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: great. And my, one of my diatribes of late... Like, do you remember when we got on to taste and we were, we were talking about... Uh, I was saying that I believe generally, given time, anyone can love pretty much any professional tv series that's, that's sums it up badly but sam emailed uh, out of interest and he said uh, it was very interesting um he said i wanted to ask where do you draw your line in the sand because i said there is a line in the sand between good and bad i'm not having a go at you he said on his email i was just wondering presumably you'd never de- devote an episode to mrs brown's boys if you did i'd delete the podcast and destroy my iphone um nice. So we got in an email conversation just before I went on holiday and unfortunately Sam stumbled across the perfect example because I used to really hate the look of Mrs. Brown Boys. Boys. I didn't get it. And then one Christmas, my dad, who loves it, had it on and I had to watch the Christmas special. And by the end... I understood it, top to bottom. I understood the comedy. I was laughing my head off. I cried while I was watching it. And it was another point in my life when I went, oh, my God, this taste thing is fascinating to me. So I, I then um, I, I explained that to Sam and said, I hope that you don't burn the podcasts and never listen again. What did you do after that point, Sam? Um,
0: I went away and watched an episode of Mrs. Brown's Boys.
3: What a beauty... If only all of the guests on this podcast were as dedicated as you. And what did you think, Sam?
0: Um, it's not something I'd do again. <laughs> but but at the same time, I can completely understand what you were saying. Yeah. Um All about the comedy and where it, where it came from and the relationships between the actors and... It's not like I did a jack and turned off halfway through. (laughs) Um, I did watch the whole episode and found it passingly amusing and was glad I'd done it. There
3: you go. Put that on the poster. Passively amusing. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Sam. And and then Sam and I got chatting about uh, what we were doing on the box set this week and it came down to Luke Cage. And Sam said, when I said, have you watched Luke Cage, what did you say, Sam?
0: I said, no, nah, not interested.
3: <laughs> and that's where the podcast <laughs> ends.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I said I loved it and have uh, written a couple of journal articles about it. One that's coming out in the next couple of days, uh, but one that was out a few days ago.
3: Wow. Um, and what's the sort of uh, subject area of this? these journals? What's the, What's your...
0: Um, well, the journal is... Um... Why people who don't like the get down are big old racist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, no, the journal is African American Intellectual History Society and it has articles on, on a variety of stuff to do with race in America. And the first article I wrote was to do with um, actually another... Another comic, not really Luke Cage at all, hmm. and the second one is about um what the showrunners have done in converting a stereotype cliche black exploitation 1970s comic into a really brilliant t v series
3: there you go um, otherwise known as where was where was Sam last week when I needed him? <laughs> a brain um so, let's put our cards on the table then and do what we always do and see where we're all up to with Luke Cage. I have watched episode one of Luke Cage. Jamie? One. One episode. Matthew? Uno. Uno and Tinan? All of it. There we go. So, Tinan, we know, is a big uh, comic book fan from previous discussions. Sam has watched it all. Who should we start with? Uh, why don't we set up the world as well? Jamie, do you want to do, do a bit of a setup? up
2: um yeah it's a man uh called luke cage and i've watched jessica (laughs) jones so i've seen him in that um character of luke cage and in this world he is uh, working in a barber shop cleaning the the hair off the floor also he's part-time working in a nightclub uh, oh yes and he's superhuman and uh, he can't be he's indestructible and uh, and he's pretty strong as well and he's sort of in this world where there's a bit of trouble going on and there's a, a bad kingpin at the top of the nightclub world and that's episode one really
1: <laughs> you should write is anyone the else radio getting times the sense that this is Jamie's favourite show of <laughs> <Yeah>. all time <laughs> Matt can you set that up any better um, I, I suppose not. I mean, it takes place I think after the events of Jessica Jones.
2: Yeah, I was trying to work that out. I wasn't sure if it was. Well, they refer or after. to her directly
1: in the first episode, I think, and they yeah. mention um, an event that happened in that series towards the end. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's him sort of trying to keep a low profile as a superhero. Really, he's uh, you know, he's working um low grade jobs and but but sort of can't help from getting embroiled in the sort of quite violent world that he inhabits.
3: He was literally working as a waitress in a cocktail bar and sweeping up hair. And, yeah, I, I think we're going to have something that comes up in this podcast a couple of times. There is a, do we talk about this within the world of Marvel and Jessica Jones and knowledge of that or not? Because I don't have that knowledge. Um, but we'll come back to that. Matt, what did you think of it?
1: Um, I enjoyed it but was not instantly compelled to continue though i will Mm -hmm. um it it felt like a slow start jamie
2: similar to matt but i think my problem really was that i watched it with my wife lauren and uh, she from the start was not interested and it's hard to watch something and get into it when you're watching it with someone who is in, uninterested in the program, and it's kind of like criticizing it a little bit while you're watching it. So it it's, it was hard because I had a negative influence in the room. She can't hear me right now. That sounds I'm like a jerk,
1: Jamie. It.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was quite interesting watching this after the Get Down because it is almost it's the Harlem to Brooklyn, but it's it, it's kind of, of a similar, very much set in a similar world and time. Oh, it feels like it's in a similar time. It's not. Um, and there's uh, it, it seems to be a different a different kind of reel because of Baz Luhrmann and stuff, but that um, the two couldn't contrast more in terms of pace and um, the things thrown at you by Baz Luhrmann in the Get Down, you know. Um, so uh, it, it, that was my biggest criticism was pace. Was actually I was so bored by this program. I was so bored till basically in the last two minutes of episode one and it's what an hour long in the last two minutes, finally Spider-Man gets bit by a spider uh, so to speak and stuff happens. And, and yeah, I will probably move on to episode two because I know that, I know that it feels like the point of episode one was supposed to be a coiled spring that then springs at the end, but I didn't feel the coiledness. I didn't feel the tension grow at all it felt so labored and slow i was bored i wasn't what i wasn't paying much attention found it so difficult and it just came back to me in my head i thought sam's written journals on it and Tiernan's a massive fan that surely you have to bring to like it's relying on a big knowledge of the marvel world to to hold you through that first hour isn't it
1: It, it's uh, in kind of a unique position this this show uh, because D- Daredevil and, and Jessica Jones are the two others that exist in in this part of the Marvel universe at the moment, mm, mm. and this is the first one that has um, has directly referenced the other two as having happened. Yeah, uh, and and so th- th- this is the first time they've stepped out and gone, okay, we're not we're we're not going to um, mollycoddle you anymore, you know. The world exists now. Uh, either don't, either watch it or don't watch it, but. If, if you don't, then you're missing out. And it gets, you know, it's there, it's rated five
3: stars. And so you go, oh, this must be great. Uh, people are talking about it. But it goes against every rule of screenwriting. You know, nothing, there is no objective set in the first 10 minutes. There's no explosion that happens in the first 10 minutes.
4: It's, it's they, they have, they know, they know that people are going to watch because of Daredevil Jessica Jones. They know they have an audience for it. And I think there's, there's partly that, you know, there's partly the knowing that the Marvel audience know that there's more to come. We've seen, if you have watched Jessica Jones, and you've seen him in action fighting already so you know there is more that will happen. Well, what a bad um, business also, move
3: Tin! and what a bad well, business move gonna unless you're going to call that, it <laughs> Jessica Jones 2 you, you've got to try and welcome new people in.
4: But this is what I was going to say is that Netflix really you know I, I think that there was an article about it recently wasn't there I think we were posting on it on our Slack thing but that Netflix know people get into a show at episode 2, 3 or 4 mm-hmm. and so that they they know people are in it for the long game because I'm, I, I'm a big fan of Rick Cage I loved it but I found episode one and most of episode two very slow and i i still think there's a big problem with with all their marvel series in particular where they're 13 episodes and actually if all of them were just 10 episodes they'd be amazing but there always seems to be two to three episodes of filler or i just, think that's you know, right uh, yeah. problem with it and i don't know why when when netflix allows you to do things like like um, all the black mirror episodes are completely different lengths because netflix doesn't mind yeah. i don't know why marvel are insisting on 13 episodes and and making things take longer than they should but but netflix know they have a captive was I I knew I was going to watch it all. You know, episode one is probably my least favourite of the series, but I still knew I was going to sit and watch it all Um, because Mm. I'm a big fan. And and I think Marvel fans particularly, there are enough little nods to things. There's enough little... um, uh, hints and easter eggs throughout episode one and two are the other marvel films uh bits and pieces that you know that that's enough to lock you in Sam, so i know you say you should be able to look at this without having that marvel fandom but i don't think they care anymore I yeah but i, th- care I care think that they marketing.
3: do i don't think that when netflix say you know this podcast should be put out of a job we shouldn't have to persuade people to make it to episode four i think when netflix say they've learned people Um, only get into things at episode 4 I think they'd much rather people get into things episode 1 and whilst it's nice that they're not putting the pressure on that studios do to be whiz bangs from the start at the same time it was bloody boring Sam how does it feel to hear me say that Luke Cage is lukewarm?
0: Right I've I've got a response to you and my response is that a comparison I thought um, while, while thinking about this was with one of your favourite shows and mm. it was with the West Wing. Mm. Because
1: Careful here, Sam.
0: <laughs> I know, I'm I'm being careful. I'm treading on eggshells. Um but I've got a whole bunch of like intellectual reasons. Um but the point is that you have to have a like a more impassioned reason to continue through a series. Mm. Otherwise I mean there's no point watching. So All all the reasons I've got are interesting, but the fundamental reason is that it's like the West Wing in that there are certain shots, and I know what Tim says, there's less of these, if possibly none of these, fewer of these in um, episode one. There are more of these as the series progresses, but there are certain scenes that are shot beautifully, and the acting's spot on, and the script is razor sharp, and there are always going to be scenes or sequences in your favourite series like The West Wing, for example, that you feel are dragging and you think, okay, there's a coiled spring here, but can I just get to the payoff? And then suddenly you have an iconic scene like, I know I I don't know The West Wing well enough, but you've got the Bartlett, Leviticus, Christianity, DJ, homosexuality rant, Mm -hmm. and it builds to that. And you can you can kind of forgive more humdrum sections, I think, because you know this is going somewhere brilliant. And I think there are enough moments in this series that are like beautiful little films or scenes from films. There is an amazing scene in the second episode with Misty Knight on a basketball court. That's and it's And it's just brilliant. And well, well, is...
3: But we've got to get there. And why take an hour to do that that's my problem is i'm going why did you need an hour to do this because the west wing analogy is fine once you pass the pilot in the pilot the very first thing happens in the west wing is we find out that you know potus has fallen off a bicycle who's potus who's potus it's the president of the united states like there's a massive big whopping fish hook at the start of that thing and this doesn't this doesn't go out of its way, or it doesn't even try to give us anything like that. It just presumes that we will sit for fifty-eight minutes, and and I've I feel like it lets itself down that they that they should have had me um, more intrigued. Uh, maybe I mean I still watched it, didn't I? I didn't turn it off, so I you did. Maybe yeah, there. but
1: you have to do a podcast. That's true. <laughs> That's yeah, true. I, mean,
4: I also wonder if there's the thing of, you know, if it had been on, say, TV in the old-fashioned way, they might have shown episodes one and two together. Because when you watch episodes one and two, but from episode end of episode two onwards, it picks up a real pace. And it feels like those two episodes are intro sequence, in a way. Yeah. Um, which, again, I can see what you mean. You might just watch episode one and stop. But but Netflix seemed to have taken two episodes to, to, to introduce everything. Right. So I don't know if, again, they kind of go, well, we've got a, a captive audience that... Are, they're going to sit through this, so let's take our time with it. And and I do think the character development over two episodes is far stronger than other series where they just have to introduce everyone extremely quickly. Exactly, um, we're, and we're cre- figuring
1: and- out how to use TV in this in this era. Yeah, because um, th- th- as it, as we said earlier, this is a unique release in that now the, the format now Netflix just gives you the whole show. There's no there's no sense of timing anymore. Like with, mm-hmm. with, with TV as we used to have it in the past, you know, you either saw it or you didn't. And then obviously you start recording things and that kind of thing. But now it's just there mm-hmm. and you've got your subscription so you, you can watch it whenever you want and you can wait and you can find out what other people think of it. And so it, th- of course things are going to change in the way, in the way uh, a series develops now. And I like the fact that they're playing with the form. Um, I don't think it's come off particularly well in this, because I, I, I do tend to agree that that first episode is is an off-putter more than a draw-inner, mm. if I can just make up terms. Professional terms, yeah. Yeah. But maybe it's good that they get their character development out of the way now so that they can then, in the rest of the series, just go... We, we've done all that shit now. This is all our information dumping in the first two episodes, and now we can just go blam. But do you think as through. well?
3: Because you say they're playing with the form, but the problem with the comic book form is that we're now so oversaturated. I'm not talking it. about the comic book form. No, I'm no, talking I about know the that. Se- the series. Form. I know, I know, I know, I know that that's what you mean. But but what I'm saying is, whilst they're allowed to play with that, you can't escape with Luke Cage the fact that it's we know. What the form's going to be? We know that it's a curved screen. We know that we're waiting for the superhero to come into their powers. <laughs> so, have we got Jamie? Have we got comic book fatigue? Somewhat does that work against against it for the for the non-Marvel nerd?
2: Yeah, I feel a bit. I, I, I'm a bit marvelled out at times. I do feel uh, struggled with Daredevil series two. Um, I, I, I liked Jessica Jones, but I more liked the bad guy in it than than anything else. Um, I feel like... It, you know, Jamie,
0: think, is that just because you fancy David Tennant? <laughs> <laughs> Come on.
2: He's bloody great, isn't he? He's a, <laughs> he's a bloody marvel. But, um, <laughs> but I, I, I do want to mention that your point, Matt, about the way we're watching things is a very, very good point because you're right, we're kind of... We're going to. I, I feel like I'm at a stage now where, without with watching things, like you'll have that list on Netflix of things you, you're currently watching, and I might be sort of two episodes into one thing and three into another, and I'm just leaving them. I've got Bloodline series two waiting to, to three episodes in, waiting to go back into that, and I feel like all I'm the things that I'm choosing to watch are the things that really compel me to continue watching immediately after, and uh, and that I want to watch some for some things. I think oh they're good, but I'm not gonna. I'm not really going to watch it in a binge way. I'm going to go back and watch it when I've got not much else that I'm really interested in watching. And it's the things that are compelling, immediately compelling that I'm sticking with and, and are I, I taking like the priority seat. I'll in... add something to that, though,
3: Jamie, and that we, we've discussed it before, of having a, a bit like Lilyhammer, and I find it with the Gilmore Girls as well. Gilmore Girls, great example. You try and binge-watch that, which is what I'm doing, and the style is so... It's so fast, and the, the dialogue is so of one voice that you can start chewing your own face off with frustration. Yeah. But it's part of a world that you enjoy belonging to, like with Lilyhammer. So there's either the thing that's compelling you, or there's the world that you want want to go to you go i just want to go and spend some time in in that environment and Mm. with the marvel universe being all one daredevil luke cage jessica jones we know that world very well and we know it as quite a dark world we know there's bad guys and the superheroes that are trying to beat the bad guys and it doesn't feel like a world that i want to enjoy myself in because i know that not much is going to change. It's almost like the never-ending story in that world. Of- I mean,
4: I would say that this just to give a different angle to the uh, you know Marvel world. I, I don't understand what you're saying, but I think for a start, it's in Harlem. Uh, Luke Cage doesn't wear a mask; he is himself. It very much shows uh, you know Harlem is a predominantly black area. It focuses a lot on music and kind of the feel of the area. Um, I think it's it it tries to give a completely different aspect to the world that we already know. It's trying to show what Har- what's going on in Harlem in that world. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it focuses on issues of ghettoization, um and of prejudice uh, and mm-hmm. yeah and corruption various other I mean, various other angles that it takes under its belt that, that perhaps aren't shown uh, in Daredevil Jessica Jones or any of the films um, and I think also just as something I touched on there, it uses music incredibly well over the series, I mean I'm, I'm a big fan of a lot of the music it uses but um, there's a bit in episode 4 and I, w- I won't ruin anything but they use a Wu-Tang track in a way that I think I've been waiting for it to be used since I was about 22, um, it's it's one of the best. <laughs> I was like, finally, someone's used that track properly for there is a scene a... that deserves to have it with. Well that? There
0: is, there is an amazing scene with the Dusty Springfield song being used like that. Yes, so yes. good. Also true. Right. Yeah, it's Fantastic.
4: Look,
3: okay, we've we've explored our frustrations. Let's let's move on to the important stuff, which is why do we carry on? Why should we carry on? Why is this markedly different from apart from the ways that Tin has just said, which are. Um, interesting why for what exciting reasons should i continue this as my entertainment choice sam
0: right well i think the first first thing to mention is following on from what what was saying there is that this is unashamedly a part of the african-american experience and this is not a Marvel property you you can forget about Marvel because okay if, if you want to think about the MCU and you want to find all the easter eggs then and think about being a superhero then that's absolutely fine but first and foremost this is groundbreaking in terms of not using predominantly white actors and it just the moment the action starts they're in a barbershop talking about basketball and reading Chester Himes and reading Ralph Ellison, you think this is black American culture and this is what the rest of the world has been missing. And this is what has been, a white version of this has been thrown at the world and the cultural environment for far too long. And it's just, it's so refreshing and so brilliant to see a series being unapologetically what it is. I mean, Mm. as Jane says, it's set in Harlem. It's predominantly talking about um, experiences to do with um, corruption, as Matt said, but also development. Um, One of the big projects, the Berlin projects, they introduced either in the first episode or the second is called the New Harlem Experience. Oh, no, New Harlem Renaissance. And the Harlem Renaissance was... A cultural movement from the nineteen twenties. So this is, th- this feels like a bunch of people saying, "Finally, we can tell a certain story that has been silenced for too long."
3: Just to pause, yeah. um, just to take a, a very quick aside, and then back to Jamie. I'm sorry. Just want to say, Sam, mm? the reason I got so angry and in a hole about the Get Down last week, calling people mm. racist, is exactly what you've just said. That's that is how. I that's what I think The Get Down does in a slightly different universe. That's exactly why so, I was so happy with it. But Jamie so, God, Howell,
2: are you saying, so, so to throw your argument at you then, Howell, yeah. are you saying then, are you bringing your cultural bias, dare I even say racism, to your negativity <laughs> towards Luke Cage? And
3: the correct answer to that is, <laughs> is the the correct answer is, I don't know, I might be. That's the right answer to that. I, mean, I can't I possibly say, know. Uh,
4: having not yet heard last week's podcast, but, the, you know, uh, Baz Luhrmann is a white man, whereas this has been directed by predominantly black directors. Uh, it's got a black showrunner. Uh, it's a predominantly black team working on it as well. Uh, Ali Shaheed Mohammed from Tribe Called Quest doing all the music score. It's like, it's. I mean, Marvel, who has, as uh, Sam was saying, they've got a history of whitewashing characters. I've just seen Doctor Strange this week where, oh, the Asian character's now white. How bizarre. And, um you know, and and, and uh, Luke Cage is uh, a, a hero for sort of the black community to look up to as opposed to all the other white heroes that the rest of the world mm. have and that is hugely important, I mean, if you look at the uh, the response that it's had um, from sort of a lot of uh, black American writers, they all have just gone, finally, why has it taken so bloody long, you know, mm. um, but also all the references throughout to people like Crispus Atticus and various other black history figures, it, it's, it's you know, it's Uh, Just peppered throughout it.
3: Well, just I hope they're saying that about the get down as well. That's what I'm saying.
0: And it's not—it's not not just race as well. It's gender. There are some brilliant female roles in this. Missy Knight, Claire Temple, even Maria Dillard, who's a complete asshole, is actually played really well. So. There's there's something... There is the, no the doubt. ...diversity throughout
3: this. Yeah, and there is no doubt in my mind. This was my point last week when I was saying, is there a chance we could be bringing uh, some subconscious bias to it? There's no doubt that I'll bring subconscious bias, bias to it. And everything that you've just said is intellectually, academically interesting to me. Yeah. But But from Shakespeare, whatever has ever been written, white, black, music, film, theatre... Things been ha- no from, <laughs> oh. from whether whether Shakespeare or um <laughs> a, a, any form of entertainment still has to adhere to the rules of entertainment and yeah. and so I, I, I I want to know from you whether a it speeds up what what are the flashes and bangs and what where's the excitement going to come it, from from this? it
0: speeds up there are there's a huge twist in one of the central relationships very early on okay um and there's some, and there was that twist completely floored me. And it, I, it, I mean, I, I've been watching a lot of films and a lot of TV. And I, I'm rarely, I will see something and think, oh, that was interesting. But actually, I can see how that was telegraphed. And this is the first time in a long time that something has really, really floored me. Nice. I mean, Tim will know what it is, but it's brilliant. Okay. Yeah, good. The, it's really good. So there's there is so much about the, the there are those there are those like I said, those those iconic moments, those scenes that you wait for like another series, but there are twists and the action picks up the um, pace
4: picks up a good villain as well i think Cottonmouth in particular is a really interesting mm-hmm. villain um he becomes uh, you, you enjoy watching him almost as much as you know watching in fact probably more than watching luke cage uh for quite a bit of it um and, and i do think like as i said particularly there's one in episode four but the the action sequences along with the music when they, they really pick up a pace sort of after episode two or from the end of episode two. And, and they are brilliant throughout. Mm. They're really, really good.
3: Matt, are you feeling persuaded to continue? Do you need
1: more? No, I'm, I, I knew I was going to continue anyway. And yeah. I, I was always going to carry on because i'm a big fan of mike Coulter. i think he's uh, fantastic as luke cage mm. uh mm. from jessica jones and straight into this i think he's just uh, a really magnetic leading man and i'd like i'd like to see more of him
3: does anyone
0: know how tall
3: he is eight he foot is,
0: three he is shorter than luke cage the character the yeah character i'm is... wondering
3: if they've sh- they've lowered the ceilings because yeah. it, it's short
0: well mike colter's six foot three and the character of luke cage is six foot six six right. foot seven no. Uh, that's how fucking is.
1: fast, isn't it yeah, yeah what, what a joke, joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I also I really like the guy um, who plays Cottonmouth as well I can't remember he was one of my favourite things about House oh, of
0: House Cards yeah. yeah
3: he's great but also again I feel like uh, whilst you're talking about how different this world is when in episode one I watch this bad guy start slapping someone around and then pummel them horrifically to death um you know, I've just watched the latest episode of Walking Dead and I feel like I've seen I've seen this all, what with Game of Thrones and everything. I, I do feel like I've seen that character before and is he going to go in directions that that are beyond that, that are more... Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. He's got
4: a lot of depth to him. I, I genuinely think he's a fascinating character. Okay. Jamie, how are you feeling?
2: I have to say, both of you have sold it beautifully, Sam. So You've done a fantastic job of bringing both, you know, just genuine enthusiasm for the, uh, the story, but also the, the, the context, which is uh, actually really... It does excite me, all of what you've said. Has, I mean, has... I, will,
4: I will say... I do think I did need to put a put point like point earlier that every Marvel series has three hours too much in it. So there, there are... A, a, I, I'd say at, probably not until about episode 10 or so there's another, like, little dip, but I, I don't think it faults... I, I don't think that's the reason not to watch it. I just think that it's a fault that Marvel seem to have with Netflix, and I don't know why they insist on making too many episodes but
3: hmm. yeah I agree well thank you everyone does um, uh, I, I, so I will continue with it I think we'll all, we'll all continue with it uh, I'm wondering with, whether when Jamie has his baby and no doubt he'll want a couple of weeks off I wonder whether we should actually do a unique thing on this podcast and actually carry on episode by episode on maybe Luke Cage or another oh. series I'm not sure uh, maybe become more like another podcast in that sense, but uh, I don't know. Obviously, that's not met with huge applause there, so um, uh, we'll we'll consider that. Uh, but keep your thoughts coming. Studio at the box dot com. Thank you to Ricky. I think you emailed us. We're going to try and get him on.
1: You know, sorry, uh, Howell. Just yeah. to respond to what you just said, I think we should do that a bit, but I think we should do it as a as a retrospective rather than a uh, a continuing thing. I think we should start doing some retros. Oh, that's a good idea. And spo- spoilerific retrospectives. Yeah. Yeah, for people. It's one of the things that hampers the initial discussion. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
3: Definitely. Although I was listening to a podcast that um deals is called The Gilmore Guys and it's two guys <laughs> <laughs> I've just listened to the first episode of that. Oh damn. It's two guys talking about Gilmore girls. <laughs> Why, why? are we laughing at this? Is this is this blatant sort of sexism going on? There's something you know? funny about the just the, just the gender reversal yeah. of the title. Oh, it's a girly show, and boys are doing it. I think there's
0: something. I don't funny
1: know about anything this. about the Gilmore Girls. I've got no clue what happens in that show. It could be <laughs> no, I... about it's
4: like Golden Girls but
1: with golf no it isn't what are you saying Sam
4: I think
0: we're just laughing at the fact that you love it so much
3: (laughs) Gilmore Guys I've only I've literally just listened to the first episode of their podcast and it's well scrappy compared to ours they sorted out I think it's a couple of years old now Um, but It was, to me, actually, it was really interesting. They had one guy on it who's seen a lot and one guy who just watched episode one. And I found it really entertaining to listen to. And I started to doubt my idea of not doing it the way we normally do it. So maybe not a permanent departure from the way we do this, but perhaps uh, some intermittent ones or for a while maybe go down one route uh, to allow ourselves to explore a little more. That might be nice so any suggestions uh, of which one we should do for that studio at the box set now mm. then thank you next week then black mirror next week we're going to discuss black mirror uh, i think it was rick who emailed said he might want to come on and be our guinea pig rick why don't you watch episode one on netflix of black mirror that would be exciting you can come on and join us next week
1: for those of us who are noobs, we're watching the one on Netflix. We're watching
3: the one on Netflix. Are you noob yeah. as well, so is Matt? That,
4: is that episode I... one, season three? Is that what you're saying?
3: Uh, episode one, season Cause, one. Because
4: Netflix is still, has put the original two seasons on as well. Yeah. So the Netflix ones are season three on Netflix. Make sure you get the right one. What? Yeah. Just make sure
2: you're watching episode one, season season one, episode one of Black Mirror. No, on that, Netflix. That's the
4: channel four one. Yeah, so that's the original channel four one. Yes. If you want to watch the new Netflix ones, you have to watch season three,
1: episode one.
3: Right, go yeah. to Netflix, type <laughs> yes. in Black Mirror and press
4: play. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, the thing is, I've seen like a couple of episodes from a couple of seasons. Right, we'll go back to the first one of the first what do one I on Netflix. Do? How is this so
0: complicated? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Um, this uh, is a car crash. Open Netflix
3: <laughs> and press play on Black Mirror episode okay. one that's on there. Okay. All right. Everybody's clear. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, and thank you. especially um. Sam. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. You're welcome back in the future, Sam.
2: Yeah, you're well too clever for this pod, Sam.
0: Fuck I I
3: off. <laughs> <laughs> you should have me.
0: Goodbye, all. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. <laughs>